Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. 
Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. This is Ken McCusick. Joined today by my friend Josh Reed. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. Thanks for having me on. Josh, a good topic, and you brought this one up. I thought it was really worth talking about. I've mentioned a number of times on this show how I think Tavon is probably the most important single defensive player the Ravens have this year. They obviously have a lot, but Tavon Young plays a position where the Ravens don't really have a backup without hurting the team somewhere else. So at slot cornerback, uh, Tavon, there really is nobody else who can play that position at his level. And if they move Humphrey there, you know, it obviously hurts the team in other ways. I definitely agree with you, Ken. Um, like that, Humphrey did a more than admirable job filling in uh, for. I wouldn't. It wasn't really spot duty because he did play extensive time in the slot. But I really believe his natural fit is better suited at the outside corner. And it kind of like like you said, there was no real clear cut. Cause before they moved Humphrey there, they tried you know Maurice Kennedy, Cyrus Jones, some other guys there, and it just wasn't really working out. And then they had to move their top cornerback into the slot for a majority of the time. So it kind of it does kind of handicap you because before before Marcus Peters joined the crew you know it was really coming like marlon humphrey and really nobody else jimmy smith was hurt brandon carr just hasn't been this you know like he's always been a solid number two corner but you know it's just really kind of kind of handicapped that defense and really i I mean people really overlooked the importance of having Tavon young in that in that um in that lineup for them uh missing missing all of 2019 with the neck injury yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's a very sudden athlete. I love lots of things about him, and that, of course, is is uh, is key. Uh, we can talk about a lot of things there. You, you just you just laid out a lot of things in terms of Carr moving into the slot, which I really think we we would be remiss to not put value on what he did these last two years in the slot. He's moved around wherever they've needed him, slot, outside, and at deep safety in the dime package. Uh, and, and played them all and delivered on something. And it, great signing. By Ozzy originally to get a good option-laden contract that kept Carr here for three years of the four-year term. Uh, yeah, I definitely believe uh, that that was a great deal by Ozzy and smart by Eric by picking up the, um, the I think it was the second, the, the third year option for his contract. Um, I was I really really a little sore to see him go this past offseason just because, like I said, he has been so valuable in that jack of all trades role that kind of like just like basically defensive back because he plays like that slot, deep safety corner. And he can do so, do so many things and is really one of the better underrated, you know, veteran signings they've had in the last few years. Yeah, I, I, a lot of his versatility really came to the front because Carr, you know, obviously came to the Ravens with that incredible streak of playing consecutive games. And when I watched film of him initially coming from the from the uh, from Dallas, not a physical player, really avoided contact. It's similar to Peters in that respect. Peters really avoids it, uh, you know, very significantly. And 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 I think that's the right call. Uh, Carr also. Part of what was so good about him and his ability to stay on the field was his ability to avoid contact in the run game in particular. But when the Ravens needed him to move up and be a more physical player, he was. Yeah, and that's what I really respected about uh, Bob Brandon Carr was the fact that, you know, whatever the team needed him to do, he did it. And he didn't just, you know, do it begrudgingly. He did it. He, he, I wouldn't, I mean, I want to say he excelled at it would be a bit of an overstatement, but he did a, he did a, he did a solid job at everything they asked him to do. 
Right. Held held that defense together. I really did think he did. His first two years in particular, I thought, were were very underrated in terms of how much he contributed. His last year, he probably took a little bit of a step back in coverage, was asked to do a lot of different things. He played all three positions last year in terms of outside in, on, in the slot and deep. Uh, and, and it was, you know, there were some changes and there were some things to overcome. But, uh, but he, in, you know, in terms of who held that defense together for about six, seven games there, a lot of that was Carr and the fact that, um, you know, they didn't have Jimmy Smith back yet and they got him back, I think, in week six or seven. I forget, maybe in week eight even. And they got Peters, of course, in week seven for that Seattle game. So before then, they were really shorthanded and, and Carr helped them out. Yeah, that's what we saw, like more more play out of Anthony Averett. He got a lot more snaps during that time where a lot of guys were banged up and the secondary was kind of in transition. But like I said, like once once Chuck Clark got into the starting role and, and the rest of those guys got back healthy, really the, the secondary really took off second half of the year. You mentioned Anthony Averett as being a guy, uh, you know, he's in the secondary. He's here this year in his third year. Guys had, what, 270 snaps, something like that in, in three years. I don't know the exact number. He had 65 as a rookie. About 200 this last year was my recollection. So the Ravens really, you know, it's not really a case where they don't know what they have with Anthony Averett, but they really haven't found that exact place where he can help a lot. And one question was, was he going to take over slot duties at some point or at least take snaps there in the preseason so he could be the backup slot cornerback if anything happens to Tavon? I mean, he definitely has the skill set for it. He's he's very, very fast. You know, he's one of the faster guys on the team. Um, very quick twitch, has all those kind of intangibles to to play that slot cornerback role. It's just you you don't see the consistency from him on a down in, down out basis to make you believe that he can handle those responsibilities even on a part partial time basis. So I did, I just I really I really think his preseason having preseason this year would have been good for him. Just so we, he could have got those live reps um in you know uh, against in in that role, but I really think that um like I said the Ravens really don't know what they have in him yet and hopefully they'll get a better uh, grasp of what he can do and bring to the table from as far as you know inside outside versatility standpoint in this year's training camp. Yeah, they, they I think I think that's coming. I think that that um you know, they're not going to go through without injury at corner this year. Anthony Averett is one of the guys who probably will see time there as a backup. Jimmy Smith uh, will be the fourth corner, it appears, and not be used at deep safety. That's the latest thing I'm hearing is that, uh, you know, both Harbaugh and I think also Martindale have both backed off the comment that he would be a safety this year. And, you know, they'll use other people in that role. Yeah, so um, I I brought about that too when Harbaugh originally made the comment that he'd be playing a hybrid safety role, and yeah, I, said, I do agree with you. They have kind of backed up of it. I think what the what they meant to say when they when they originally made those comments was they put it pretty much bring him down into the slot as like a you know like a matchup guy against bigger bigger bodies receivers and tight ends. You know, guys like when you when you see guys like Michael Thomas moving to the slot or even a, a you know a bigger body tight end that's basically a, a two-step wide receiver like a Travis Kelsey or somebody. I really think he's going to be like a matchup Pacific guy more so than a hybrid corner slash tight end. Right. That's, that is the Ravens don't chase a lot. You know, they really have, have avoided that over the years. So Jimmy Smith's been a right corner uh, for most of his career and, and, and players, they really like, usually they like one shoulder. Oftentimes they're more comfortable with one boundary and being more comfortable to it. But just like receivers, receivers have a favorite shoulder to catch the ball over. Uh, defenders also like to use their arm and have one arm closer to the sideline so they can defend with. So they, they don't have to contort their body all the way around or whatever. Jimmy Smith seems to have, have really latched onto that right corner role, plays it in a, in a way that I think is very similar to Ike Taylor uh, 
uh, particularly in the later years of Taylor's career, where he used his physicality and that boundary as an extra defender and often was forcing people out of bounds, uh, you know, very effectively. I, that's that's what I see from Jimmy Smith. And I think they'd have been made a not a huge mistake, but maybe we're taking an undue risk with an oft injured player to put him at safety in a more physical role where you might lose him and then not have him on the outside. Yeah, I definitely get one to get, you know, your bang for your buck. He's, he's here on a one-year deal, and you do want, you know, you do want to put the best 11 out there on any given play. But at the same time, like you said, he's an oft-injured guy. And I think where he, where he really excels is using his length, especially he's one of those mm-hmm. long, lanky corners. And that kind of really kind of helps him where he's where sometimes he can be a little speed deficient, where he can kind of make up some ground or just kind of, you know, get get his hand in there last minute to, to, get, a, to get a batted pass or reflection. Yeah, that's what length gives you some additional makeup speed with your length. That's it's just you you've got an additional deflection radius on top that you toss on top of the catch radius of that receiver that uh that really uh you you gain from that length. That's why people love long corners and they don't like the short guys as much. I want to get back to to, to square one here because it's great to have a discussion with you and always jump into a bunch of mm-hmm. different topics about the Ravens secondary, but we want to kind of focus on Tavon Young because his return should really excite Ravens fans. And it really should. People really forget in 2018 when the Ravens finished with the number one overall defense that Tavon Young was played a huge part in that. I mean, that this like not just from the, his slot receiver role, but his con- contributions in the run game and just kind of being in the right place at the right time. Before Marlon Humphrey was Mr. Scoop and Score last year in 2019, Tavon Young was Mr. Scoop and Score in 2018. I, there was a Scoop and Score against the Falcons, and then people, and then he Chargers. really. He, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the one against the Chargers. On, uh, I think it was like Saturday night game. I remember watching that with a bunch of friends, and I was just ecstatic. I was like, "Man, this guy Tavon Young, man, we gotta, we gotta keep this guy around." Um, but um, yeah, but, the, but Tavon Young for me, like, or where he excels more, more so than Marlon in that role, is just that he has the the perfect skill set for that role. What is I said, like I mentioned previously, with the quick titch, with the quick, with those quick titch muscle fibers, and it's like this is nose for the ball. And he was even a more effective blitzer on the, on those nickel blitzes more so than Marlon was. Mar- they sent Marlon a few times. I can't, I don't know the exact number that they sent him on on blitzes last year. But I remember, I think it was the Buffalo game where Tavon had like two sacks on on. I'm not sure if it was Josh yes. Allen late in that game, and but I was just like, man, if we can just get this guy more involved in the, um, in, in, I think he had, he, I think he, in 2018 he finished with two sacks and five quarterback hits, so he's 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 a much more effective blitzer, and he really, I mean, as much praise as Marlon got for getting involved in the run game, I think Tavon even more so is 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 better equipped and and more kind of just nastier. I mean, Don Week Martinville called him a pit bull for a reason. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very fast, very fast change of direction athlete. You mentioned that first game against Buffalo last year, or eight, in eighteen, the forty-seven to three win. He had two sacks in the first half of that game. I think that was Peterson at quarterback. I think it was Allen. Yeah, came yeah, in Nathan after. Peterman. Yeah, Nathan Peterman came. Was, Peterman, was that's the it. First All right, and uh, yeah, the the one thing about uh, they sent Marlon Humphrey by the way last year, according to PFF, here forty-one times on the season. So uh, I always like to keep track of that because the, the Ravens. Having a guy on the show coming up, uh, uh, Vincent Verhey from from uh, Football Outsiders that I want to mention because he's going to talk about the Ravens pass rush a little bit, a topic very close to my heart. He had two angles on it. One was number of, of rushers, which, of course, we talk about all the time in the articles here, but also um, how often they rush a defensive back. And that's an interesting uh, you know, side content to that that we definitely want to go into. But uh, all, the Ravens, all the Ravens defensive backs get to pass rush, even the outside corners, occasionally, as we saw in that L.A. game last year when Jimmy Smith picked up a sack. 
Yeah, um, I, I, but I really think that they shouldn't. I, I don't want, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to see Marlon Blitz as much just because he's your best cover man. He's the best pure cover man the secondary has to offer. So if we can have, if we can get Tavon Young back in the slot and being that guy that they send, you know, that when they send five or six, being that guy that they kind of crashing off the edge. I mean, he gets, he gets great bend coming off the edge. The, the few times I did, you know, they did, I did see him blitz when he kind of came off clean or kind of dipped his inside shoulder underneath, underneath the um, inside hip of the left tackle, and he. he he can really get back there quick, fast, and in a hurry, and force some force some bad throws by the quarterback, or even get a sack. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that. Uh, he certainly, you know, a lot of what the Ravens try and do on third down, and then when they bring the slot receivers to try and get a free run at the quarterback. It's often a third and medium, third and short play. Once you vacate that slot. Of course, that becomes a hot read a lot of the time, and you're asking a lot of your outside linebacker typically to drop into that spot and cover that player. You might have a safety move up. There are other ways to do it, but oftentimes it's an outside linebacker that has the responsibility to drop off and and, and cover that slot player. So that slot corner better get home quickly, or you better get other pressure quickly off of the fact that the slot corner is blitzing and assignments get messed up. Uh, so so it uh, it has worked out well for the Ravens. Martindale has certainly schemed up all sorts of very effective blitz pressure, and that slot corner is always a big part of it. I'm in agreement with you 100%. I like to see Humphrey on the outside uh, use his cover skills. And I think that's one of the big things the Ravens get with, with Tavon coming back is they get Humphrey's uh, at his best position where his – Baseball bat-like arms will have more impact, where he can do a lot of what Jimmy Smith does in terms of using that sideline as the extra defender, where he can use his length more effectively and isn't as hampered by what is, you know, B-grade at best change of direction skills. You know, he's not Tavon in terms of, of, uh, of his ability to change direction from the slot. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think like Tavon's like the Tavon's ability to kind of open up his hips and kind of move them, move them to like, kind of mirror the mirror the whatever receiver he's he's covering is a really underrated part of his skill set that people kind of like forget about. And then going back to your point about the blitzing, like yeah, you better you better have a guy that's able to get there and to get there quickly. I remember so many times Tavon's only played two full seasons. So, you know, he missed the 2017 season mm-hmm. and the 2019 season. And when I I don't know if you've noticed, but on times when they would you know kind of sit that not really in the house but send five or more guys and they, they switch the slot corner when it wasn't Tavon out there where you don't have a guy that doesn't get there fast enough I'd always see like you know a, a receiver kind of get out in the flat and catch a catch a little catch a little four or five yard out for a first down I'm like oh my I'm like wait please stop sending five please stop sending five like you know we don't you don't have that you don't have the kind of the kind of heat that's going to get there quick enough because you know when you go against a veteran quarterback like I think it was against in the New England game when when I think Brady found Edelman I don't know if it was for a touchdown or for a, for a, for a first down when they, you know they sent they sent the slot corner on a blitz and you know it didn't get there fast enough so you don't have a guy that gets there fast enough that really leaves you a disadvantage in coverage that that is the kind of quarterback who's going to be very savvy about hot reads so i wouldn't like look at how tom brady how tom brady reacted to it and beat it as opposed to other players I mean, brady doesn't have the same arm anymore i you know i consider him similar to a late career peyton manning as well in terms of having to make do with a little bit less of arm strength but having tons of savvy that's how that quarterback beats you if you blitz off the slot you're basically doing him a favor to create a hot read for that quarterback so i agree i i, I don't like that strategy against that kind of quarterback most quarterbacks and a lot of the younger quarterbacks a lot of the running quarterbacks a lot of the other quarterbacks in this league right now they don't like extra pressure Deshaun watson for example hates it he, he just he can't stand trash compactor pressure he just can't keep his eyes downfield i mean 
I think that's the way you, you, you go after beating him. But uh, I, I would agree that, that it's not the right thing to do if, you, if you've got a veteran quarterback opposite you. Yeah, most yeah, most definitely. And then I also wanted to talk about uh, Tavon's ball skills. It's really another big part of his skill set that I think people overlook sometimes. Just because he doesn't, he only has three career interceptions doesn't mean he doesn't have good ball skills. You know, just because a guy doesn't rack up picks like Marlon, like like I mean, like Marcus Peters, doesn't mean he can't doesn't mean he can't you know make plays on the ball or does make plays on the ball. So I I, I do believe he has excellent ball skills that he can use to really kind of disrupt plays from the inside. I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about when we talk about Tavon Young's ball skills, but there are, you, you have to start with ball on the ground or ball in the air, which do you mean? So if we, tar- if we start with ball in the air, the slot corner has a lot more opportunities, obviously, than an outside corner to take advantage of a tipped ball that's at the line of scrimmage that might be up in the, in the immediate vicinity. So inside linebackers and slot corner are your big chance to get that interception after the defensive line themselves. And he's done, I think he's done well at reacting to balls that are there. I think he may have done even better reacting to the ball on the ground. I mean, in two seasons, in 16 and 18, uh, you know, in 31 games, he's already had four fumble recoveries, which is terrific. He's, he's deflected 13 passes, which is good. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that, that's a good number of fumble recoveries for that period. Yeah, most definitely. Like, so he's, he just always seems to, I mean, just by the nature of the position of slot corner, you're kind of in the mix a lot of the times, especially when you have quarterbacks who like to, you know, attack the middle of the field where the Ravens have kind of been weak at times in, in the, in the past. But um, like I said, like, yeah, when, when he's, when he's, when he's, when he is, when he sees the ball on the ground or sees the ball in the air, he attacks it, whether it's a scoop and score or if it's, a, you know, a ball that's kind of coming in late and he's tight in coverage and kind of deflects the ball up. I believe, I forget what game it was. I think it was against the Browns one time where he had, um he had tipped the pass up against somebody and um like I said, he was tight in coverage. And then he, even though he didn't get the pick, he forced, he, you know, he caused the pick just by being that tight in coverage and kind of popping the ball up in the air. So he's, he's really a guy that has some nose for the ball and really incredible instincts just to kind of be able to have those eyes in the back of your head. And even though you're, you're, your back is to the quarterback, he still has like a nice natural feel for when the, when, when the ball's in the air. Yeah, that's a good stat that they should have is passes defense that re- result in an interception by somebody else. And, and I, I've never seen that anywhere, but they should have that. Uh, it, it obviously is, is very, very important. But, uh, you know, we talk about the tip drill all the time and, and, uh, and how valuable it is to have those skills. I, you know, another thing I don't think gets mentioned about about Tavon as much is just how physical he is for his size. I mean, pound for pound, he's one of the real tough guys in the NFL. He's a smaller guy, obviously. And I don't know his exact weight, maybe around 175, 180. Uh, let me see if I've got that here. Yeah, yeah 185. 185 is what I've got here, too. So, you know, that's obviously a smaller player, but uh, a ball of muscle and really good at uh, at getting in there, making quick tackles. One of the things I like about his physicality is that often, and obviously the quick touch muscle muscle ability and change of direction skills, mean that if, if there's a short pass in front of him, he's on top of that ball carrier before often he gets turned up field, which means you make tackles for very little yak. And, you know, that's what you want, particularly a dump offs on third down. But even on, on earlier downs, when, you know, there's two yard pass plus zero yak, that has a lot of value for that player to get there before that tight end or running back and get his hips turned in a meaningful way uh, to get upfield. 
Yeah, um, his last year, the last year he was he was available in 2018. He had five tackles for loss. Last year, Marlon only had four. So it's just like I said, his 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 feel for not just the passing but the run game as well, and willingness, like he's going back to what you're saying about his physicality, his willingness to kind of put his nose in there and really you know go get after the ball and take ball carriers down at or behind the line of scrimmage is a is a really huge thing for him for uh, for the Ravens defense as well. Yeah, I'm looking at the at the yak he allowed in 2018. So he allowed 33 completions for 196 yaks. That's about six per six yak per play on 13.2 yards per completion. So that probably is not exactly where he wants to be, what he did in 2018. He also had kind of a bad year in terms of touchdowns, interceptions with five TDs allowed and one interception. Uh, I think more highly of him <laughs> than his 2018 stats. But he did a lot of other good things with the balls on the ground in terms of recovering those two fumbles for touchdowns as well. You may know, you wanted to make a point about press coverage that I really want to get back to before we uh, uh, before we move on. Oh yeah, yeah. His ability in press covers, like I said, him and him and Marlon are really the best kind of press cover guys on the team. But Tavon, speaking on Tavon specifically, he's like I said, his ability to kind of mirror mirror receivers and stay in their hip pocket. It just kind of like it's almost like sometimes when you it's like when you see a real fluid corner, especially one with that that's fluid while also being physical at the same time. It's almost like he's running the route for the receiver. Like he knows the he knows the route concepts before they're even coming his way, or it's just he's that instinctual and, and that fast at reacting. But like I think the fact that he's able to you know, stick with the man and then play the ball at the same time is it was a really, really incredible thing that, you know, not a lot of corners can do. Some guys are like read and react corners or like they don't, they, there aren't a little lot, there aren't a lot of really good press corners out there. You know, a lot of times well, guys will try to press and end up getting burnt, you know, on, you know, double moves or, you know, like, at, you know, option routes, but Tavon's the kind of guy that doesn't get fooled like that. So I think his, his ability in press is really impressive. Okay. So let's, let's, let's drill down a little bit on the press. Cause are, do you mean, when you mean press, you're really talking about when he lines up close to the line of scrimmage and tries to mirror the opponent movements as opposed to press by dictating length and contact right at the snap. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I was I was, I was referring to as far as press. Okay, because a, a shorter guy, you wouldn't really expect him to be able to take on a uh, 6'1", 6'2", wide receiver in the slot, although not all of them are that big by, by any stretch. Uh, and and be able to dictate first contact, obviously, with that guy. He's he's going to be able to have to let the other guy release, which makes his his ability to read opponent leverage so important. I think you've hit on some of that earlier that he's able to do you know mirror movement because he's able to read that leverage effectively. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was alluding to with those with those, with those points. All right. All right, well, appreciate having you on, Josh. This has been a great topic, and we're back to having a topic that we stayed within a reasonable time limit to. Hopefully this kind of uh, time frame doesn't uh, intimidate people when they're looking at the various film study shorts. And I appreciate the fact that we get to have a good discussion about the Ravens secondary in a more general sense. Really looking forward to a big year from Tavon Young. Now, tell us for a minute, uh, where can people find your work? Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, one of the Ravens writers for uh, Maryland Sports Blog. So you just go check us out, MarylandSportsBlog.com, and there's a lot of great content for a lot of great content for the, a lot of all the professional amateur sports teams in the DC Maryland area. All right, outstanding, Josh. We've had you on now for uh, two times. We're planning already to have you on for several more. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to do a, a film study short with me, uh, make sure that you contact me either by direct. Uh, Message on Twitter, I'm at Film Study Ravens or Film Study 21 at Verizon.net by email. And uh, in either case, just give me two or three bullets on what you want to talk about. And I'll get back to you very quickly. We'll do a film study short 
and uh, enjoy this process. Always enjoy meeting new Ravens fans this way. Josh, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Film Study. Thanks for having me. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go. Every day giftable. Every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.